hello. Again, my name is Jack Gonzalez. I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic. We're going to have a good time. To get started, I want to ask you guys a question. We're kicking off a new series. It's titled Revival. Before we get into that, why is God good? Why is God good? So I want to hear from you. If you can, just shout it out. If you're online, would you type it in? We want to read your comments. But why is God good? So why is God good? He's faithful. He gives you, forgives you, forgives you. That's a big one, right? Absolutely. What else? He's, he's a designer, right? Absolutely. Could we get one more? How about from over here somewhere in his back rows over there? In the... He's all-knowing. Did someone say something else that I missed? Mercy. He's merciful. All those things. God is good. And if you type something in online, we're going to check that out. Thank you to everyone on Facebook and YouTube. Hello. We love you. We'll see, we'll, we'll see you guys here soon. God is good. And as you look all around, we see his faithfulness. Like I mentioned, today we kick off a new series and that I'm calling Revival, and I'm excited about this. Our central passage is in Psalms 85, verse 6, and we're going to look at this every week here in the series, but this is what it says. It says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? People were dealing with a whole lot going at the time, but there was this consistent prayer of God. Will you not revive us? So let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this season. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in us. And so our prayer is, Heavenly Father, revive us. Speak to us, Lord. Speak into our heart and our lives. And we thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Have you ever seen something dead come alive? Have you ever seen something dead come alive? My wife and I, we got a little uh, garden in our backyard. It's something we really enjoy. I really like spicy food. So we planted some jalapenos and some jalafuegos a couple of years ago. Best decision we ever did, okay? And we watched these little plants grow. And as we picked them, they would grow again. We picked them and they would grow again and it kept producing. It was really this wonderful thing. So when you invite me over to your house, let's get some spicy food because I like it. Amen. And I remember we went into that first winter. And as we went into the winter, all of a sudden it wilted up and died. I was sad. That winter, I thought to myself, should I go out and yank them out? But in my backyard, I didn't go there too much. I said, you know what, I'm going to get to it in the spring. I went back there a couple of times. I looked at them and said, dang, you know what? Next spring, I'm going to replant them again. It's going to be great. They're going to produce. I'm going to love it. It's going to be awesome. And then the spring came. My backyard was crazy wild. I had a whole lot of weeds to pull. And there was a teeny little green sprout. And then eventually it completely, they, the plants erected back straight up again. And I thought to myself, wow, a miracle. What was dead came alive. What no longer had life was now revived. You see, what God has placed on my heart heavily is revival. Revival. And many times I think it's a topic that's poorly understood. I, I think it's connected with, with maybe tent meetings or, or the come and see type of thing. But I believe it's something entirely different. And before we get into everything else, I'm going to give you the definition of it. See, what revival is, 
Revival is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on his people. A fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on his people. See, in that, there is this coming alive. In that, there is this, 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 this new life. And in, throughout Scripture, we see the same thing. We see this request to come alive. And back into our central passage in Psalms 85, verse 6, will you not revive us again? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? See, it's not that they had suffered a physical death, but they were dealing with a spiritual complacency and maybe even others, a spiritual separation for God. And I think for us as a church in the United States, it's easy to get into comfort and compartmentalize. This is where work goes. This is where leisure goes. This is where my kids' sports go. This is where, this is where church goes. This is where God goes. This is where my grind goes. And this is where my fun goes. And we put all these things here and something always gets left out. And I think in that, we miss what God has for us. And we risk becoming further from God rather than drawing closer to God. So church, well, we pray, well, we pray, God, revive us. God, would you revive us in our families, in our homes? So today we jump into a passage in the book of Acts that is directly after Jesus has ascended into heaven. And he gives them some final instructions, and he says, this is what's going to happen. And, 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 but what the disciples do next is so key. And so today we're going to look in Acts chapter 1 and verses 12 through through 15, and it, and it says this. It says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, and, which, is near, uh, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. If you've been in one of our Bible studies, you get the whole idea what the Sabbath day journey is. Verse 13, And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew and James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. Verse 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days Peter stood among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about 120. There's 120 people. Jesus has ascended to heaven, and here they are. They've gathered. They've gathered. Here they are. There's about 120 of them. It says this in chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, right, and we understand in, from our Bible study that Pentecost is 50 days after Passover, right? And so the Jewish people, they, they're, they're really big on these two celebrations, Passover and, celebrate, and, and, and Pentecost. So they would have traveled from all over the known world to come to Jerusalem here for this time. People, Jews that have been dispersed from all over areas. And so they're here to come and celebrate. So, so when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And, they, and divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Here comes this transformative moment. Jesus has ascended in heaven. He gives them these final instructions. And here they are. 
they receive a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God took 120 people praying and outpoured His Holy Spirit and changed the world forever. It was there that they were praying. It was there that they were of one accord. It was there that they encountered the presence of God. Revival. That's what we're talking about here today. God, would you revive us? God, would you revive us? In the midst of everything going on in our world, would you revive us? And in order for that to happen everywhere, it needs to happen in each of us. It needs to happen in each of us. See, it can be so easy to get caught up in everything we're doing and everything we got going on. But does our heart say, God, I want, I want you. God, would you revive me? God, I want a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life. God, I want that fresh outpouring. God, I want that revival in me. And, and, and I pray this for us. But before it can happen in us, it has to happen in, in, in each of us. So how does revival in me begin? How does revival in me begin? Well, there's one thing in, in, in part one of this message that I want to share with you, and it's this. It begins with seeking the presence of God. It begins with seeking the presence of God. See, revival begins with me seeking out God. Sometimes we think all I got to do is, is just play, my, play that song, that one song. Me and God got a song, and bam, there I am. That's it. I go, I go to my jam, and me and God are, whoo, we're right there. You guys got a song, right? I got a song. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me from the miry clay. Set my feet upon the rock. And now I know I love you. I need you. Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. Come on, somebody. That one does it for me, man. I, 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 just, I, I just love that. But revival and what we're talking about is something a little bit different. And Jesus says this in Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And I want you to get this. He, he, he says this. There it is. There it is. And I tell you, ask. Someone say ask. And it'll be given to you. Seek. Say seek. And you'll find. And then knock. And it'll be open to you. Ask, seek, and knock. The question is, what are you asking? What are you seeking? What door are you knocking on? What is your heart's desire? See, listen, I, I, I want to see revival in us. I want to see revival in America. I want to see revival in our communities. I want to see revival in our homes. I want to see revival in, in, in each of us. But it first begins with us asking, seeking, and knocking. God, would you give revival in me first? God, would there be a fresh outpouring in my life? God, I, I, I ask you this. God, I, 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 I knock on the door and I seek you, God. That's what I desire. Jesus says, go ahead. Go ahead and ask me. Go ahead and seek. Go ahead and knock. See, revival doesn't happen with us stumbling across it. Right? I don't, oh my good. Wow, me and God are so great and tight. This is this is wonderful. You know, my kids, 
during this distance learning time, it seems like I don't know how many times they have lost their binders and their folders. It's just, I, I don't know. I mean, we're all in the house. Where, where, where could they go? You know, they'll come up to mommy and daddy and they'll say, you know, uh, hey, you know, I, I can't find my, my, my writing folder. And I say, and we'll say, did, did, did you look for it? And they'll say, well, I can't find it. And when someone says, I can't find it, that usually means they looked, right? They said, I can't find it. And we'll say, well, did you, did you check your room or your backpack or under your bed or the kitchen table or the living room? Or did you, did you check any of these places? Well, no. You can't find it if you don't look for it. And when it comes to the presence, when it comes to the presence of God, we want it. But we don't seek after it. We don't seek after it. And, and let me speak a little bit to this issue here. Let me, let me speak a little bit to this. See, the thing is, we want it, but we don't desire it enough to seek after it. Come on, church. Let me talk about that a little bit. We don't desire it enough. You ever, you ever sit down on the couch and get up and say, hey, you know, I know I got to go do that, but I just don't want to get up off the couch. Or I don't want to get out of bed. I don't desire it enough to get myself up and, and get going. Come on, we're being honest this morning. Well, you know, that's the pastor's job. He, that, that's his job. Pastor Jack, what's up with you, man? Come on. Or the worship team, that's their job. They get the presence of God. I just show up, you know. Kirsten, is that how it works? That's not how it works. That's, 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 that's not how it works. See, we have to come to a place of selflessness and say, I want more of God. I, I want more of God. It can't be me saying this, you saying that, we saying that. I want more of God. I want more of Him in my life. I want Him to fill me with His Spirit. I want Him to revive me. God, I, I want all that you desire for me to be. God, that's what I want. And I pray that you would pray those same prayers. God, revive me. God, I want more of me. God, God I want more. I love what the psalmist says in Psalms 27.4. I love this, 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 I love this. Check this out. Listen, if you had a one-on-one -on -one with God, you break out your list. Well, God, can I get some of that? Can I get some of that? Could you bless me here? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? But what if he said you could only have one thing? I love what the psalmist says. Listen, listen, one thing that I have asked of the Lord, one thing. Just that one thing. If there's one thing, I can, and then what he says next, he says, I want this one thing, and I will seek after that thing. I'm God, I'm going to ask you for that one thing, and then I'm going to seek after that thing. And then, and then he says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. See, the one thing he wants more than anything else is the presence of God. To be near God. So God, I want one thing, and I'm going to seek after that thing. I'm going to seek it, God. I want it. I desire it. One thing, God, that if I could just be in your presence. See, the psalmist is in love with the Lord, and he wants this one thing. God, I, I will seek you out, and then I'll seek you out some more. God, I will seek you out. And then I will seek you some more, God. It's my heart's desire. God, I just want to be where you are. 
Because there's no place I'd rather be and there's no position I'd rather be in than the position of seeking God. Because it's there that I know that I'm going to find him. It's there that I know I'm going to receive his healing. It's there that I know that I'm going to receive a peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm going to find the strength, the boldness, the courage. Chains are going to be broken. I'm going to be set free. I'm going to grow stronger. I'm going to, my heart is going to connect with the heartbeat of God. I'm going to be close to God. That's where I want to be. You know, oftentimes I think about that upper room. I think about the disciples that gathered. And I think about what kept them there. How many days did they pray and nothing happened? How many days went by and they were still praying? Hey, Peter, what's going on? Nothing's happened, Peter. We're still here praying. How many times were they tempted to say, you know what? We should just give up. Jesus is gone. What should we do? I don't know. I don't know. How long should we just keep praying? What kept them going? See, I believe it was a desire to see the things of God happen. I think it was a desire for the presence of God. They just longed for him. They longed for him. So they prayed. The Bible said that they were in one accord. What does that mean? They were on the same page. And they desired the presence of God. See, brothers and sisters, the key to what we're talking about here today, the key is continuously desiring to seek the presence of God continuously, continuously, and not, not giving up and got all these things going on and this and that. No, 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 I have an opportunity. Let me continuously desire to seek the presence of God. I want you to look at what the disciples did. In chapter 1, verse 13a, it says this, when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. That was their location. Then verse 14, it says this, all these with one accord, right? That's what, they're all on the same page. Then what do they do? We're devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. See, they watched Jesus ascend into heaven and he left them with two promises. With two promises. One, that he'll be back one day. And secondly, that they're going to be witnesses all over the world when the Holy Spirit comes. Well, that sounds great. So Jesus, what does that mean? We're here praying. What does that mean, Jesus? What, am, what, what do you want me to do with that? You know what they did? They gathered in prayer to seek after God. They were relentless. Revival begins when we seek after him continuously, relentlessly, believing. Believing. And I want that for all of us. But it begins when, with each of us. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. See, your heart can't be divided in, in this place. And my heart wants this. And I want a little bit of this. And I want God. But I also want some of this. And I want to experience this. And I want to feel this. And I want to enjoy this. And, 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 and my heart is pulling me in all these directions. But he says, when you seek me, you find me. When you pursue God, God will show up in your life. When, when, when you're willing to go after him, you'll experience him. But if you just like this, and God, I love you, if you don't pursue him, then you'll miss all the rest that God wants to do in your life. In, in Psalms uh, 73, verse 25, it says this, Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. God, who do I have in heaven? God, who do I have in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. 
And God, there's a whole lot of things that I need, and I ask your blessing, and I ask your favor. God, but would you be number one? Would you be above all the rest? I desire you more than anything else. May this be our prayer. May this be our prayer. See, the psalmist also says in Psalms 42, verse 1, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you. This longing, this desiring, I want to be where you're at, God. See, this becomes all of us when this becomes each of us seeking out the presence of God. I'm going to close with this. I remember seeking out with, um, I remember when I was first seeking my wife out. And, uh, you know, some of you remember when you were first seeking out your spouse, right? Some of you, it was the guy seeking the lady, and some of you ladies were seeking him. And that's, hey, that's, it worked out how it worked out, all right? But I remember when I was first seeking it out, and I thought she was beautiful, and then, then I, you know, I, I loved that she loved prayer and loved missions and some of those things, and it was, it was, it was really, it was, it was wonderful. Um, but I, I remember when there came a time when I recognized and I realized that she was good for my life and I was good for her life and that God's blessing was there, and, and this was it. And then suddenly I wanted to be where she was. I, 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 listen, I got some things I got to take care of, but hold up. Where's she at? I'm trying to be over there. And I'm wondering with that same passion, with that same desire, will we put some things down to seek out God? I remember when I was in Bible college and I, you know, I loved the Lord. I was already walking with the Lord. But suddenly I just really became turned on to the presence of God. And it was, it was quite different. It was completely different. And, and I, I remember suddenly where I desired, I just wanted more. It was good, but I wanted more. And I wanted more. And so I saw God, okay, we need to fast? Well, let's fast then. Whatever I need to do, hey, hey that, that's great. Let me do it because I, I, I want more of God. And this hunger began to develop. And this desire and this passion. God is so good. And I can dance in his presence. And I can celebrate his goodness. And I, and I can have a joy. And I can have a peace. And it's good. And I want more. And the more I get, the more I want with him. And it's so beautiful. And in that, I experience his favor. I experience his blood. He takes care of all the other areas. It changed my life forever and it's beyond a, a decision of salvation that's great so listen whether you've been walking with God all your life or or maybe today is a brand new thing for you would we pray the prayer God revive us I want a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit I, I just listen what God has already done in my life wonderful but I need more I need more. I want more. I desire more. God, would there be a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in my life? Revive me. And I want that for all of us. But it's got to be in each of us. Listen, I can't go into your prayer closet and pray that for you. But I can speak this over you in the name of Jesus. You'll take a moment. You'll take a time. You've got extra moments. You'll spend more time with God. That shows me. Listen, I get it. But right now, I just want some more. God, would you revive us? God, would you revive me? God, I want a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life. God, I want more. God, I want more. God, I want more. 
disciples were in that upper room and they prayed and they prayed and day after day and they prayed and they waited and they waited and suddenly they received a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit and it changed the world forever. It changed the world forever. How does revival in me begin? It begins with me laying everything down and seeking Him. That I would express my desire for His presence. You see, the disciples had walked with Jesus. And now they were in a position where it was either going to flop, God was going to use something else, use someone else, or it was going to be all that He had told them it would be. And so believers in Jesus this morning, would you choose to desire Him more than anything else in this world and seek Him? Will you choose that? I want to say this. Life will come and go. Come and go. One day you're young and you're full of energy and you feel vibrant. And the next day your bones start tweaking and you start feeling older and your back and your knee and your neck and, and, and all kinds of things. That's life. Life will come and life will go. Time will pass. And what will have you done in your walk with God? been comfortable, I'm saved, I go to church, yeah, I serve, I do that, I do that. Or did you pray, God, revive me? Did you pray, God, I want a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life? Would you pray that? Would the next generation around you, would they see you praying it, and would you, would they begin to pray it? A fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God, revive me. God, I want your presence. God, I want, where you're at, I want to be. Or will we stay in comfort and compartmentalize? You know what? This is where work goes. This is where leisure goes. This is where my kids' sports go. This is where, this is where church goes. This is where God goes. This, this is where my grind goes. This is where my fun goes. And all those kind of things there. Do we want God more than anything else? Will we miss what God has for us and slowly become further from Him? It doesn't happen all at once, just a little bit at a time. Suddenly I'm a little bit further, I'm a little bit further, I'm a little bit further, I'm a little bit, oh my, I'm a lot further. Will we pray it? Will we pray it? Will we pray it? Now is the time. The last passage I want to read with you today. James chapter 4 and verse 8 says this, Come close to God and God will come close to you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Then it says this, wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. You know who's saying this? This is James. This is the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus. You would think that he's going to be speaking to an audience of unbelievers, and he's, 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 he's telling them to get right with God. No. James is, is talking to the church feel this. James is talking to the church and he says wash your hands you sinners purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. It's not that you don't love God. It's not that God is not in your life. It's not that you don't serve. It's that your loyalty is God and then it's also the world. Here's what's going to happen. You think, well, listen, I got it all balanced out. Eventually, it's going to be 51% the world, 49% God. And then suddenly, that's going to grow, and that's going to grow, and that's going to grow. But what I know, God, yeah. But watch, look what's happening in your life. So James tells the church, he says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. If you're waiting for God to come close to you, or you to stumble on, or for the worship team to play my favorite song, or, or, or those things that happen, you're going to be missed. 
this is. Come close to God and he'll come close to you. Don't let your loyalty be so divided. Here's what I love, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. He, Jesus is, is meeting with people and he said, listen, you, you desire, you want these things, you need these things. I'm going to bless you. Before you get that, if you'll just seek God, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then I'll take care of you. Every need will be met. I'll strengthen you. I'll provide you. What's the desires of your heart? I want to work in those areas. But take care of this. Take care of this. God, will you revive us? God, would there be a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life? And Father, I pray that for all of us. I pray that for all of us in the name of Jesus. May that be our desire. So here's my challenge for you. Would you, would you check your hearts? Does it continuously desire to seek after God? I know that's tough. I know that feels like a stretchy. Ooh, Pastor Jack, I, I get that. But this is where growth happens. This is where, 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 where development happens. This is where I draw closer to Him. But I check this area of my life right here. But I check this. Does it continuously desire to seek after God? If that hasn't been the case, okay, it can be the case. It can be the case. I want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you. Seek after God. He'll come close to you. Choose to desire Him more than anything else. I love what the psalmist said. As the deer longs for water, so my soul longs for you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask that you would work in each and every one of us. God, your word is alive and it speaks to us. Father, we're in a season where, God, a whole lot is happening. But right now, God, it's a great season with you. So today, God, we come before you and we ask you, God, would you revive us? Would there be a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon us? Forgive us, God, for whatever it has been. May we have your mercy, your grace, and your forgiveness May our heart not be divided. May our loyalty not be divided. But may you be first and above all. May we desire you, God. May can we continuously desire to seek after your presence. Father, I pray you this blessing over every person, every home, every family, our communities, our city, our state, our, our country, Father, your earth, your nations. Lord, we come to this place. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we take this moment to seek after you. In Jesus' powerful name we pray.